And let's turn then to that uh, word uh, from which, uh, out of which we, we live uh, by every word which proceeds from the mouth of God. So we're turning to Ephesians chapter 4 uh, tonight. We're going to be reading uh, verses 1 through 16 and we'll be looking specifically at the last uh, half of that chapter or last half of those verses specifically as we continue to uh, ask uh, questions together uh, as a church family. Uh, we've asked, uh, what shall we uh, seek together? And we know we need to seek the kingdom, as we just sang together, seek the kingdom first. Uh, we will pray together for open doors and open mouths for the gospel. Last week we uh, saw from Scripture that we will stand together upon the God-breathed Scripture. This morning we saw that we will worship uh, the risen Christ together. Uh, and this evening we want to think about uh, when, will we, when will we grow together? When will we grow together? What is God's uh, plan for how the church uh, grows? And this is what we find here in Ephesians chapter 4. So this is the word of the Lord. I'll read verses 1 uh, through 16. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high... He led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way, into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This is the Word of God. Let's pray uh, together. Heavenly Father, we pray for your help tonight. Help us, Lord, to... Not only to uh, read this passage of Scripture upon the pages in front of us, but Lord, in order to, to see it uh, with uh, the eyes of faith, uh, that you would work in our hearts, uh, whether young or old, uh, Lord, that you would uh, work this passage into our, into our very bones, into our hearts, uh, that we might know it, that we might love it, and that we might live it uh, in the week to come. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, in my uh, trying to uh, learn about Faith OPC in this last month and a half, I've 
tried to find uh, different uh, articles to read about the history of of uh, faith church and uh, as I've been uh, doing that I understand that uh, that uh, faith OPC this this place where we're uh, meeting used to be uh, quite the uh, construction zone I've heard stories about the uh, manse or the parsonage being closer to the road and the uh, garage being somewhere else and the the, the, the manse being moved and the garage being moved I've read of uh, of this building itself uh, being uh, uh, being built up, uh, all sorts of members from the church helping out to make it possible. I heard someone tell me about these beautiful uh, uh, strips of ceiling uh, wood up top here that they were brought into the fellowship hall. I don't even know what to call them, but uh, brought into the fellowship hall and and uh, lacquered or whatever it is by members of the church, one after the other. And um, it used to be quite a quite a construction zone here where we meet for worship. And, uh, of course, that's, that's a beautiful thing, of course. When the church, uh, everyone participates, everyone had a part to play, it sounds like. I read that, the history of the church, and uh, everybody contributing of their time and effort and energy and no doubt all their, their resources. The church body at work, uh, building something together, that's a great picture of what it means to be a Christian, a part of Christ's body uh, at work. Now, of course, the Bible uses that kind of construction language when speaking of the church uh, as it does here uh, in Ephesians chapter 4. So we're meant to think in many ways of the church as a, as a, a, a construction zone. Now, there's other ways, of course, that people might describe their experience as a Christian uh, belonging uh, to a church. Lots of good ways the Bible speaks about the church as a family. When you think about church, it's, uh, you're thinking about brothers and sisters. You're thinking about, yeah, we don't always get along, right, as a family. But uh, you want the family to be peaceful and joyful and you love your family and uh, you're concerned about your family. Uh, sometimes, uh, we heard about Andrew going this week for military training. Sometimes when we think about the church, we can think about the church as an army. That's, that's appropriate too. The Bible speaks about putting on the armor of God and we have a battle uh, to fight uh, to do to fight the good fight of the faith. And so sometimes it's good to think of the church as an army. Uh, it's good to think about the church as a hospital. Uh, the church is described as uh, the place where people, sick people and hurting people, uh, find healing uh, and uh, are ministered to by others in their sickness and in their weakness. It's not for whole people, it's for sick people uh, who need to be ministered to. And then, of course, there's more negative ways to view the church. Some think of the church as a uh, more like going to a museum, uh, you know, where there's lots of old stories told, uh, but they don't have anything to do with me. And uh, it's not very practical to go to a museum. You just learn something about history. And some people think about the church that way. Some people think about the church as a prison, uh, you know, a, pl- a place where you just kind of you have to sit still for an hour. And there's rules and there's boundaries and things like that. And uh, all sorts of ways. But here in Ephesians 4, uh, the Bible gives us this wonderful imagery uh, of the church uh, as a construction zone. And that's the first thing we want to think about together uh, tonight. The church is, uh, according to the scripture, a construction uh, zone. Uh, and the first thing we notice about this passage is that uh, for this uh, work of construction, uh, we have been given great gifts. We've been given things by the Lord. And so verse 7 uh, of chapter 4, we find this. But grace, grace uh, was given to each one of us uh, according to the measure uh, of Christ's uh, gift. We have all been given uh, as Christians grace 
according to the measure of Christ's gift. We don't receive grace according to the measure of our own uh, abilities or things like that, but grace is given to us, the Bible says, it's sovereignly dispensed uh, from the hands uh, of the Lord, and He gives that to us. That's what, that's what makes us a, uh, a believer. We are given grace to believe, grace to understand, grace to embrace uh, the Savior. But He's given us more, uh, verse 11 says, and He gave the apostles, uh, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, uh, and teachers. So not only has he given to believers grace in order to embrace Christ ourselves, to know him, to be a believer, uh, but the Bible says he's also given us leaders in the church. Uh, and so whenever we read the Bible, we have the, uh, uh, the words of the apostles and we have the words of the prophets and we have been given evangelists and, and shepherds and we have been given uh, teachers. And we've been given these gifts of people, the Bible says in verse 12, to equip the saints uh, for the work of ministry. And here's where that construction zone imagery comes up. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature uh, of the fullness of Christ. So this is the first thing. Here, clear, clearly here in Ephesians 4, uh, the church is described as a, a construction zone where God has given grace to his people. Uh, he's given the gift of, of leaders to the church. And, uh, and the purpose of all those gifts uh, is so that uh, we, would, we would be part of this great building project of building up uh, the body of Christ. There is a work uh, of ministry. There are works of service. And we need to be built up. Now, this is important because whenever we think about the church, we need to have this in mind. That when you come to the place of worship, when you meet another Christian, you are never looking at a, uh, you are never looking at a finished product. We are all still under construction. And so is the church. And so whenever you visit a church or you go to another church, you might say, oh, these folks aren't as loving as they should be. Or these folks aren't as uh, kind as they should. Well, that's... That's the way it is, because the church of Jesus Christ is still uh, on its way. Uh, it's still under uh, construction. And so he gives gifts to the church leaders. Uh, verse 12, you have your Bible open there. It says to equip the saints uh, for the work of ministry. Uh, the word equip there usually means fixing something that's broken in the Bible. Uh, so the same word is used in Matthew 4:21 uh, when nets are torn. They need to be fixed or equipped so that they can properly uh, catch fish. Same word is used in 1 Thessalonians 3.10 of supplying something that's lacking. There's something, something maybe missing, maybe a link missing or chain missing or something like that. You equip, you equip it so that it can, it can do, its, and do what it was made to do. And so uh, the Lord gives leaders to equip uh, the church for works of ministry. We are a construction zone. We're not finished uh, God is at work. Now think how significant this is for the nature of the church. Each of you, Ephesians 4 says, each of you is personally gifted by Christ with grace and yet not so perfectly that you're not in need of fixing or equipping or being supplied or, uh, or prepared or, or made ready uh, for acts of service. And so the Lord gives you apostles, He gives you prophets, and so you have your Scripture and you've got shepherds and you've got teachers uh, and you've got evangelists and those are given, the Lord says, given to you 
in order to help prepare you, make you ready, equip you, supply you uh, for you yourself uh, to be engaged in this in, in the in the work of ministry in the works of service that need to happen within any local church because we are all under uh, we all under construction. That's important, of course, because no one in this church can say, you know, I am gifted by God with grace and um, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody to help me walk with the Lord or walk with Christ or apply the Bible to my life. I don't, I don't need the church. No one, no one can say that. Because we all need help uh, in order to be equipped uh, for the works of service or for the work, uh, as Paul puts it here, of ministry. Works of service. The fixing of what is broken, notice here, and the supplying of what is lacking in the saints is not an end in itself. This is important. So leaders in the church, apostles, prophets, uh, you know, teachers, shepherds, uh, and so forth, they are not given to the church um, you know, to uh, minister to the saints as an end in itself. Those saints are ministered to uh, through these leaders so that those saints themselves are ready and equipped to serve others. Uh, think about it this way. Um, you care uh, for the tools in your uh, in your workshop. Um, you know, you make sure your hammer's working and your screwdriver's working and all the, your wrench and all these kind of things. Uh, you want all your tools in ship shop ship shop shape um, ship shape. Um, you want them all clean and and good, right? Not so that you can um, not so that you can show them off to people and say, oh, look at all my wonderful tools. No, you want them all in working order. So then you can take that hammer uh, and wham. Or you can take the screwdriver and, or the drill and, and accomplish its work. And same in the kitchen, I presume. Uh, you know, you don't want just, uh, you know, uh, plates and uh, cups and knives and forks uh, all in their places, all in working order, coffee pot and all that thing, just to show people uh, here's, some, here's some things in good shape. No, you're, they're there uh, in order to perform their purpose, which is... Is service is its blessing uh, for for others. So we're given grace, and we're also given leaders to help us ourselves uh, be ready to work and to be ready uh, to serve. And uh, this is also encouraging, I think, for this for this reason uh, that uh, it keeps us from being discouraged when we realize how imperfect the church really is. To remember that. Uh, Paul's saying here by the Spirit that there's work to be done. We need to be built up. That means that we're not there yet. So instead of being discouraged by how imperfect the church is, uh, when we see failure or we fail ourselves, uh, we simply realize, well, the, the Lord is not finished with me yet. The Lord is not finished with faith church uh, yet. This is a, this is a construction zone. Uh, the Lord is at work building up His people through the grace and gifts that He has given uh, to his church. Now the question, of course, is um, how um, how are we to be at work? So, given the church is a construction zone, we're not finished yet. There's all sorts of equipping going on here. Uh, what is the goal of this equipping? Well, here's the wonderful thing. Notice what the Bible says. Uh, these gifts of uh, people are given to the church. Verse 12 to equip the saints for the work of ministry, not to be put on a shelf somewhere, enjoying our own uh, our own grace, but to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Here's the thing, for building up, for building up the body of Christ until uh, we all attain 
till we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So this is the, um, uh, this is the, this is the, the purpose of what we're supposed to be doing here on this construction site. The goal here is the building up uh, of the body of Christ. All of the body. Verse 12 uh, sums it up in that phrase, for building up the body of Christ. It's repeated in verse 16. From whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The goal of all ministry here, according to Ephesians 4, is the building up of the body of Christ. When will we grow together? How will this body be built up in spiritual health and by God's grace, we could say, by, by the Lord adding in His grace to our number? How does the body grow? When will we grow together? Well, notice what this passage says. Building up the body of Christ is not exactly the same, is it, as, as building up individual Christians. Now, clearly we are called to build one another up in faith and hope and and love and holiness, but that's not what that's not what verse twelve says. Here, uh, the ministry of the saints is aimed at building up of the body, the body of Christ, the church. And what Paul wants to stress here by the Spirit is this aim of strengthening the strengthening the whole, uh, not just not just the parts. So you've been given grace by Christ. You've been given leaders in the church and shepherds and teachers to prepare us for works of ministry. What's that work of ministry? It's to build up the, build up the body of Christ. The church itself. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, to each, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit, uh, for the common, for the common good. You're given grace. You become a Christian. Uh, and the Lord's given you gifts and abilities, and the Bible says the Lord's given you that in order for you to engage in this in, in this work with the rest of the body for building up the whole church. Now that's not easy for us to grasp, of course, but we have to try to let our our individualistic bent uh, not twist uh, the text of Scripture. Uh, the aim of a ministry as a Christian uh, is to build up the body as a whole. Uh, a Christian is concerned about the whole body. That is simply all God's people. Yes, around the world. So that's why we pray, as we did earlier tonight, uh, for brothers and sisters persecuted in other countries. Because we're concerned about the whole body. We pray for churches in our nation. We pray for churches in our state. And we pray uh, for the body uh, right here. A concern for the whole. A love for the whole. Young, old, man, woman, tall, short. Easy to get along with. Uh, not so easy to get along with, you know, the whole body, the whole church. Uh, I'm always uh, convicted by the Apostle Paul's opening prayer to the church in Philippi, which we'll be starting to look at this Wednesday. You ever been convicted by these words from the Apostle Paul, Philippians 1, 3? Uh, see if you could say that about, about your, your fellow believers here. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always... In every prayer of mine for you, all, making my prayer with, with joy. Did you catch what he said? What Paul said about the church, the whole church? I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. So if I remember anything about you, 
I'm thanking God. Always. <laughs> in every prayer of mine for you all. Making my prayer with joy. Oh, that's convicting, isn't it? Every time you think of every other person in this church, are you, is your thought before the Lord, I thank God. Now, of course, Paul goes on to tell us why. Not because they're such wonderful people, but he says for your partnership in the gospel. So I'm excited. Whenever I think of you, you're a partner in the gospel. Oh, I'm thankful to God for you. But he's, it's the whole body is his concern. Building up, we're called, to the body of Christ. Now, what does that really mean? What does that really mean? What does that really look like? Well, notice verse, verses 13 to, uh, to 15 give us the answer. What does this building up process uh, look like? Well, this is what the Apostle Paul says. Verse 13. Until we all attain to the unity, this is what we're shooting for then, in the construction zone of the church, uh, in our works of service towards one another. Until we all, until we all, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. That is the the Christian faith. It's not simply the unity of the, um, uh, you know, the, the expression of faith in our hearts, but a unity of the faith. That is that we are all together on what it means to be a Christian. The Christian faith. We're all on the same page. Uh, and uh, of the knowledge that is unity of the faith and unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. And so that we're building each other up so that we're all together in the faith and we're all together in our understanding of who Jesus is to mature manhood. This is where we're going. This is what we're building towards to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we're a construction zone. Given grace, given leaders, we've got this building project. What's going on here? Well, we're building up the body of Christ so that we're united in the faith, united in knowledge of the Son of God. And the goal here, says the Spirit through Paul, is we keep going and growing and growing until we all attain, all attain as the body of Christ, the church here at faith, uh, to the measure of the stature, the measure of the stature, that is the standing, of the fullness of Christ. So, um, so that means um, that we have uh, all some work to do. When you think about the, the church and you think about, oh, what's the purpose of it all? You know, I know this doctrine. I know this, uh, um, you know, I've heard that passage before. I've heard a sermon like that before. Um, you know, I don't know. Do I really need the church anymore? You know, after COVID, people are thinking, I don't know if I really need to come to church. I don't really know if I need the people of God. I'll just stay at home. I don't, I don't really need these folks. Um, you know, I've got grace. Uh, I'm a believer, but I don't need to, I don't need the fellowship of God's people. I certainly don't need the preaching of the word. Um, you know, I'll just watch something on TV or something like that and I'll be, uh, and I'll be fine. I'm good. And here the Bible says, um, you know, the, the, the work of the church is to, uh, to attain, for the church to attain, uh, something of the measure, of the stature, of the fullness of Christ. That is, that the church would love like Christ, uh, the church would uh, look like Christ, the church would serve like Christ, that when people visit Faith OPC, uh, what they would see is not you or me, but that they would see something of, of Christ, something of His love, something of His grace, something of His mercy, something of His holiness, 
something of His righteousness, uh, but that they would see more and more of Christ. That's that's the that's the building project. That's where we're that's where we're going. Earlier in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul prayed this amazing prayer. You'll remember he's praying for the saints, bows his knees before the Father, uh, and he says this, uh, Ephesians three seventeen, so that Christ that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what's the breadth and length and height and depth. And to know, this is what I'm praying for the church, says Paul, that the church would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So I want you to know something that you can never understand. But he prays it nonetheless. Uh, you know, that you would know uh, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's the prayer of Paul uh, for the church. And our ministry, the Bible says, is to work towards, serve towards, uh, live out of the grace given to us by Christ towards the building up of the whole body of Christ that faith OPC, every one of her members, would somehow attain to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. That's the goal, the aim of our, of our ministry. Uh, the whole body. Now, this is this is difficult, I think, for us. This past uh, summer, uh, our family—I can't, I can't remember where we were or what state we were in. I just remember we were in some museum or other uh, of American history. I don't know where we were, but I remember we were watching this wonderful video about uh, about America and about history of America, and and it was we were really enjoying it. And there were lights and lasers and all sorts of things. It was in this roundabout thing, and. And then it came to the very climax of this uh, of this show on, on America, and then uh, the speaker over the over the over the over the loudspeaker said something like, "And uh, we can summarize, you know, after seeing all these vis- images, we can summarize America in one word." And so we're all waiting for what's that one word? And then uh, aloud over the speaker comes uh, independence. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's true, I guess. You know, if you think about America. But that is not the last word, and that is not the summary word of the Christian. Oh, never make that mistake. Because too many folks in our country take that word of our our history, independence, which is a good word in its context. Oh, but it's a deadly word when it comes to the people of God. You are not independent. You are dependent on everyone around you. You need them. They need you to be built up, the Bible says, so that we might look more and more like the Savior. How do we do it? Very specifically, just quickly. Well, this is what the, the Apostle says. So we don't, we don't want to be blown about by every uh, cunning, craftiness, deceitful scheme of man. How do, we, how do we do this? How do we attain something to the measure of the fullness of Christ? This is how it happens, verse 15. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way, into Him who is the head, into Christ, speaking the truth in love. Elsewhere in Scripture, Jesus would pray to the Father, uh, Your Word is truth. Speaking the truth in love in the Bible means speaking uh, the truth of God's Word. So how is a church 
uh, grown? How does the church uh, being built up so that it looks more like Christ? Well, we have a church full of people who are speaking God's truth. But they speak God's truth, says the Apostle Paul, uh, in love. This is how this works. You speak God's words about His sovereignty, about heaven and hell, about Jesus Christ, uh, about marriage, about whatever it is. You speak that truth and you do it uh, with hearts and minds full of, full of love. That is, you speak the truth in order to, to win others to Christ, in order to win others uh, to the glory of God, in order to win others that they too uh, might love the truth. Uh, That is in Jesus. You do that, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, this is the thing, from whom the whole body, that is Christ, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This is what the Bible tells us. This is how the church grows. When does the church grow? Well, when every member of that church understands that we've been given grace by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve one another for works of ministry, works of service, uh, so that we would all as the body attain to the measure, the stature, the fullness of Jesus. This is what the church is about. It's not about uh, ourselves. It's not about programs or things like that. It's about, it's about more and more of the body here at faith uh, showing something through their life of what it, what it means to follow Jesus. And we want all of God's people to reflect something of the Savior. How do we do it? We speak the truth, says the Apostle Paul. We speak the Word of God to one another uh, with hearts full of love. And as we are joined to the head, uh, as we are united to Christ, He's the one uh, who will make this body grow as each member, each part, does its work. And when that happens, when that happens, that body grows and it builds itself up in, in love. Friends, this is the the answer to the question, when will the church grow together when we speak God's Word to one another faithfully, daily, uh, weekly, uh, minute by minute, uh, and when we, each one of us, use the grace that's been given to us by the Lord Himself for acts of service towards one another and our heart's desire being that each one of us would grow somehow in likeness to the Savior. Now, if that's what we're doing, if that's what we're praying for, uh, if that's what our, our heart's desire is, uh, it's when that is, has captured the, the heart and attention and mind of the church. That, the Bible says, that is when the church grows. So may it be true of us, and may it be true of us, that we would know that we are part of this great construction project the Lord is doing through us by His Spirit here. Uh, in this place. Let's pray uh, together. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your grace to us. Lord, this passage tells us that all that we have comes from You. Grace has been uh, given to us as uh, measured out by the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Given to each one. The Lord, we know that that grace doesn't stop with us. That You've also given us uh, leaders in the church to equip us, to encourage us, to spur us on for works of service and work of ministry. 
So that, Lord, when we look at uh, any other member of this church, as we look around the building tonight, uh, that you have given us one another so that we would build one another up in speaking your words to each other with hearts of love, wanting to see one another grow in likeness to Jesus. Oh, Lord, how that uh, wants to be our, our prayer as a body tonight. Oh, Lord, we pray that you would grow us in, in health, that you would grow us in, in love for you. And we pray, dear God, that you would be pleased to add to our number here, Lord. We know that in our own community, uh, there are many who do not know you, who do not know the Savior. And so, Lord, how we pray that uh, even in our own families, those who are not walking with you, that through our ministry to them, through our service to them, through our showing something of the life of Christ to them, that you would use us as a light in their life, uh, that you might even draw them to come. Uh, to join us here in this place, to know You better, uh, to grow in likeness to Christ, that You would be glorified in us and through us as Your church here in this place. And may anyone who comes to this place see less and less uh, of ourselves and more and more uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.